From the heart of Runeterra, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to League of Legends. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. I welcome, uh, especially if this is your first time listening. <laughs> I, uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of like I, I, I sort of have the assumption, the stupid assumption that's obviously not true, that everyone has like listened to at least eight or nine episodes at any given time. And that's just, that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I've been doing that for like the last 15 shows. And it's like, wait, hang on. If we think about this logically, uh, I don't think everyone has listened to eight or nine shows already because that's not fucking possible, you idiot. Um, <clears throat> yes. Anyways. Welcome, uh, people who I love, who are my, uh, beautiful, beautiful listeners. Uh, we got a, we have a show, it's about League of Legends, and that's all I'm gonna tell you. So, you have to keep listening if you want to find out what the show's about. So, suck it. Alright guys, so this week I wanted to do a bit more of an opinion style show. You know, not that I ever do those, but uh, you know, normally when I say something I try and back it up with facts and logic and reason. Uh, but this week, I, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel like doing that. So instead, what I'm going to do is give you Ponderous Sea Lions, uh, top, most overrated champion in each role in the game. And, uh, a lot of you are dis- going to disagree with what I say. Some of you are going to agree with what I say, but, uh, that's okay. It's just something that seems fun and that I kind of wanted to, uh, to do. So without further ado, let's get it started in the bot lane. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start with support. The most overrated support in the game for me has got to be Janna. And the reason for my, for choosing Janna is because Janna is one of the most highly picked support champions in the game for considering that she is a really niche pick. Uh, really all she provides to a team is peel for a carry. Y- you really only want to pick Janna if you've got something like Kogma or Jinx or another one of these late game style carries that really benefit from having someone dedicated to peeling them. But people will pick Janna when, you know, you've already got a really good team for kiting back. Like you've got a Caitlyn or a Lucian or something that doesn't really benefit from Janna nearly as much. Plus, your team doesn't have any engage, so why would you pick Janna? Your AD carry is going to peel themselves just fine, and your team really needs an actually useful engage support, and yet people still continue to gravitate towards Janna for whatever reason. The champion is just not that good in all situations. She's just not. I mean, sure, she's a good champion, but like I said, she's a very specific pick that you only want to get on your team if you really need a specific peel support like if you need a peel support for your hyper carry then great she is excellent for that but uh, aside from that 
I don't really see her being that useful unless the enemy team is running an assassin heavy team comp. Then, yeah, sure, she's good in that case. But I don't know. I just think people see Janna as a really good support in all situations. And that's just, it's just simply not the case at all. And I just wanted to, uh, to say that because she's not as good as people think. Um, that being said, let's move on to AD Carry. AD Carry, I'm gonna echo Thorin on this one. I believe it was Thorin, but I'm gonna have to go with Lucian. I, I just don't think Lucian's that good right now. Com he's good. He's obviously really good, but for what people make him out to be, no, he's just he's not he's not too impressive in my opinion. I mean, I just don't see why you would pick Lucian when there are so many AD carries that can out damage him so hard and it feels like it feels like solo carrying a game with Lucian takes twice the brain power brain power that it would take on uh we're just gonna keep moving after that one I feel like carrying on Lucian takes like twice as much brain power as it would take if you were trying to carry on like Caitlyn or something or something simpler like Tristana Kogma etc these champions do not require that much brain power to play, whereas Lucian, you've got to really focus on your positioning. You've got to micromanage super hard, be super on point with your mechanics and your laning. And I don't see why I go through all the hassle. And for for all that, I just I've never had much of a problem with Lucian. I mean, sure, I played Master Yi, which is kind of the bane of AD carries that don't have any CC. But I just I don't know, man. He just doesn't seem like he's nearly as good as he's cracked up to be. And for that reason, I would definitely have to put Lucian as the most overrated AD carry. And, you know, most of the champions on this list are good to some extent, but I just personally either don't like them or think that they're not as good as people make them out to be. But, um... Yeah, Lucian, obviously you can carry with him if you play him correctly, and he's definitely not one of the worst AD carries, but I don't know, it's partly just my, not my play style, but my play preference. I really prefer to have something like Twitch or Kog'Maw on my team that's going to be a really reliable source of solid AoE damage later on in the game. You know, compared to Lucian, who's more single target focused. I don't really like single target focused AD carries, personally. I don't like having them on my team. And I just, in my personal experience, I don't think they're as useful as other types of AD carries. So, eh, that's it. Plus, if you look at a, say you've got a Lucian that's 5 and 10, and a Twitch that's 5 and 10, who do you think is going to be more useful in that scenario? It's definitely going to be the Twitch. I mean... Lucian is so snowball reliant that if you don't snowball, it's like, well, what are you bringing to the team that I couldn't get from another AD carry? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the mid lane. We'll go kind of in order. Mid lane. Now, she's not a meta champion by any means, but I'm going to have to say Akali. And this one mostly goes out to Voiboy stream viewers. But... <laughs> Voiboy is good. Akali is not good. Akali is fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't... 
know why people think that Akali is good. It's not season three, and she wasn't even that amazing in season three. Everyone was just bronze and shitty at the game. Um, spoiler alert, I used to play a lot of Akali. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy Akali occasionally, but again, why play Akali when you could play, say, I mean, Katarina's not that good either, but I feel like she's kind of does the same thing as Akali, but better and more AOE. Akali, Akali, okay, so the thing with Akali is that with Akali, in order to be useful, you have to basically get to the point where you can one-shot the enemy laner and then roam. And that's where you can sort of be useful, but you should still be funneling. If you roam and get kills, you should try to funnel it into other people because Akali is one of the worst late-game mid laners in League of Legends, period. Akali's late game is horrendous. You can be 20 and 1, but if it gets to that 40 minute threshold, the enemy mid laner is almost guaranteed to outscale you. It's. She's not a late game champion. People with assassins consistently mistake them for being late game champions because they scale with items. No, no, no. Most assassins are mid game champions. Um. Like Katarina, people think of Katarina as like the late game god, get every reset, pentakill everyone, but that doesn't happen in the late game, typically. That happens in the mid game. In the late game, you're dealing with shit like Banshee's Veil, uh, tons of CC, coordinated team efforts, and Guardian Angel. You don't really have as much of that in the mid game, and that's where assassins, especially Katarina and Akali, shine. But this is supposed to be focused on Akali. And... For that, Akali's damage just, it's just so lackluster for how one-dimensional her kit is and how not good she is. And I know Akali's not a meta champion and she's not super popular, but a lot of people think that she's good. And I just wanted to dispel that. No, she's not good. <laughs> Akali actually kind of sucks, so Ugh, that's my mid laner for this this one. I gotta say Akali. So now let's go... To the top lane. And, uh... Sky Williams has done... A video about this. Sort of. But, uh... My number one for top lane... Gonna go with Riven. And... Reason for that is that... So many top laners for... Like, 80% of the game can just... Out-damage Riven. Now, sure. It's kind of the same thing as Akali with Riven. Everyone's played against the one that has just pub-stomped them and killed the entire team in half a second. Everyone's dealt with that, and that kind of inflates the usefulness of Riven in people's minds. But the reality of Riven is that A, she's just not that great right now. I mean, she's pretty solid, but I, I think she's not that good right now. And doesn't has the same problem as Akali of that it's really hard to team fight as her. And... You kind of just want to be left alone to split push, and then, sure, you can destroy most people in 1v1s, but the other thing about Riven is that she has so many terrible lane matchups that are just really hard for her to win in the top lane, and a lot of the champions that counter her are just very simple, like, think Renekton, very simple, pretty easy to abuse champions that kind of this... Uh, I'm noticing a lot of patterns, but 
when I talk about Riven, it's kind of the same thing as Lucian. Like, you're going to have to play at least 200 games to be decent with Riven, I think. Unless you're... If you're, like, Diamond or above already, then you could probably do it in less. But if you're anywhere below Gold, you're going to have to play at least 200 Riven games before you've got a respectable Riven. And... I don't know why you would sink that amount of time into a champion that's just not going to give you the reward that you deserve for putting in that much effort. I mean, why not play 200 games of Gangplank or NAR or something else that's actually going to benefit your team and probably net you more LP while you're trying to learn the champion. So Riven, she can be good. She can pub stomp games, sure, but... In most cases, she if she gets any kind of deficit early, it's really hard for her to get back into the game. And the amount of damage that she does can be pretty staggering, but rarely will she get to that point if people play smart and play specifically to counter her. Oh shit, people in solo queue using their brains. Never mind. Riven is broken. I was wrong. Can't expect that. <laughs> And my top overrated jungler has to be Elise. And the reason for that is that basically everything in the game outscales Elise. And her early game is, is solid, sure. But once you get past the 30-minute mark, her damage just drops off like nothing else. I don't know that anything drops off in this game as hard as Elise's damage. It's actually really, really surprising. Like, if you get one magic resistance item against Elise, you should be fine. Because her typical build is going to consist of something like uh, jungle item, the ability power one, I don't know what it's called. Ability power item, boots, Rylize, proto belt, guardian angel. That is like the worst scaling build I've ever seen. And then... If she wants some significant magic pen, then she's only got one slot left and she's going to have to go Void Staff. And that's just that's like, what, a three or 400 AP build at best with maybe 2,800 health and 115 armor and MR with almost no damage. <laughs> it's just, it's not ideal, especially for a solo queue setting. Like, higher elo, you can pull it off, I think, because you can trust people to to carry with leads that you give them more in higher elo whereas in low elo it's kind of if you're gonna play a, a role that can carry you might as well try and carry you might as well just put it on yourself to to get that lead and stick with it and actually win the game based on what you're doing but um yeah at least drops off super hard if she doesn't have early game pressure she's gonna be absolutely worthless um and is entirely focused around snowballing her team and is not particularly useful with gold. I mean, sure, it helps a lot and she can be a menace, but I rarely do I see an Elise solo carry the game. It just it doesn't happen that often. I think that Elise is one of those champions that you have to, like, Rek'Sai, that you have to enable your team to carry you more than you can just sit down and carry on your own. Plus, her team fighting is fucking god-awful. I mean... What does she offer in team fights? Basically, she has Rylize. She offers like two slows and a stun. And yeah. Oh, and, and minimal damage. That's about it. Not ideal. So yeah. Again, these are just mostly my opinion. 
but uh, a lot of people are going to call me a retard for my list, but yeah, oh well. Especially the Lucian one. People are like, oh my god, Lucian is the best AD carry in the game. What are you talking about? And eh, it's whatever. You can believe what you want to believe. I just know that your opinion is wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? Actually, I'm kidding. You can believe whatever you want. And that just about wraps up this here episode of League of Legends Radio. I am from Texas, so I have to rep my roots, you know? I don't know why. Okay, I, I intentionally said the first part weird, but then when I said rep my roots, like, that was just unintentional. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, anyways, so, uh, stuff and things. First thing of the list of stuff that I need to talk about is I was recently on another League of Legends podcast called Knowledge on the Rift with my boy Adam Morrison and uh there will be links to that we talked for like over an hour and uh it was pretty great so if you guys would like to go listen to that please do I actually was supposed to do this last week but then as you guys know I was actually brain damaged last week so you know not much was great about that episode I apologize again for that that was like I did not feel good when I was recording that um but uh, I am plugging it now, so, yeah. Anyways, other stuff, Patreon, my patrons, I do love you guys. Jay Mason, ISPGA, I, I, always, I feel like I'm saying that right, but then I also feel like I'm saying it wrong. And my boy Russell Waters. Thank you guys again. And guys, remember, you can go and check out my Patreon. It's, uh gonna be linked and uh it's probably just patreon slash ponder i don't know what it is i don't know the link off the top of my head but remember five dollars gets you um an extra episode of league of legends radio every month it's about it's pretty sweet so uh definitely would recommend it if you guys are fans of the show but um that being said, there was another thing. Oh, yeah, I did a YouTube. I posted a video on YouTube. Uh, it's basically just me ripping off Game Grumps and uh, doing it with my friend Austin, who, as you guys might remember, was the guy that helped me predict worlds about a year ago. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a year ago. And I'm thinking I'm going to do that again this year because uh, it was such a smash hit last year. <laughs> Uh, let me just clear one thing up, guys, real quick. I, with my love for League of Legends is honestly ever waning, I continue to do this show, um, partly because, you know, I've come so far, like, I can't stop now, but also because, you know, I do it for you guys, and, uh, I would say I do about 90 to 95% of my episodes for you guys with you guys in mind like what's going to be useful what's going to be entertaining except for when austin is on the show and we're predicting worlds that is me having fun <laughs> those episodes are for my benefit all the other ones i do with you guys in mind <laughs> but when it comes to predicting worlds with austin that shit is for me so i hope you guys can understand but um yeah, it it was basically us um 
if you've ever watched Game Grumps, it was basically us playing through Dark Souls together, Dark Souls 3, because I love Dark Souls 3, and I'm pretty decent at it, and I can make progress on it, so it seemed like a good candidate. Anyways, um, and the first episode is out, it's us doing the character creation. I have seven episodes ready to go, but the problem is that I like can't export them in high quality for some reason, even though it looks fine in Adobe, like the source quality is just fine. It doesn't ex when I export it, it just goes to shit for some reason. And I'm really trying to fix that. I've actually spent a bunch of hours trying to fix that and getting really pissed off. But I have a friend who's familiar with the software who's hopefully going to help me out this weekend with that. But, uh, and then all the rest of the episodes will come out. So that's 10 minutes of hopefully entertainment if you guys uh, want to check that out. And, uh, of course, my YouTube is just Ponderous Sea Lion. It will be linked as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about all that I think I have to say. I think I covered everything. Um, I feel like these outros have gotten progressively longer. <laughs> Whoops. Anyways, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Ponder Line, and I'll catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.